Hello and welcome to DFS Talk. It is Saturday, September 25th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen alongside Crash Davis. And this is week three, the main slate. You blink, Josh, and the first two weeks have, have already gone by, but we got off to a good start week three on the Thursday night game. So are you ready to carry the momentum here into the main slate? Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, it's gone by really fast. These first two weeks have just flown by, and, and I'm sure week three is going to fly by, you know, right by too. So looking forward to another big uh, production in week three. Yeah, absolutely. And what I like here is that we have these two games of data in terms of stats and the eye test, mm -hmm. uh, getting to watch a bunch of these games and get a feel for some of the new coordinators and the, the new offenses. Uh, so let's see if we can put it together here, go position by position, and help everybody build some some winning lineups. So let's start with quarterbacks. Um, who are you looking at first? Yeah, first I'm looking at Kyler Murray. Um, he's the leading scorer in fantasy right now through two weeks, and he's facing a Jacksonville team that has allowed 423 yards per game in their first two games, which is fourth worst in the NFL and they're 27th against the pass, 25th against the run. So, you know, Murray should be set for another big game. And his, you know, his price tag is high. He's the highest priced quarterback on the slate. But it's justified for the matchup and how he's performed in, in the first two weeks. So, Yeah, I love that call. Um, and, and this is one of the teams that I've uh, really benefited from watching. I watched that first game against Tennessee. And here's the thing that I noticed. To me, it feels like the offense runs through Kyler Murray. You have a lot of uh, five wide sets. You know, it's not one of these run heavy offenses where you really have to worry about guys uh, just punching it in and your quarterback doesn't get to throw it in because he can run it in as well as anybody. He's already scored twice on the ground himself, thrown for almost 700 yards, thrown for seven scores. Uh, and so with that dynamic, uh, the thing I wanted to add to your Murray call is that you can go naked with Kyler Murray here. You, know, you don't need to use one of his wide receivers or tight ends like you do with most other starting quarterbacks uh, in DFS. You can, but it's harder to do, you know, especially if, if DeAndre Hopkins plays. Right. We're recording this on Saturday afternoon. He's questionable. Uh, so if he plays, I like the idea of going with Murray naked. Um, if the Hopkins sits, then we'll talk about that once we get to wide receivers. But I mm -hmm. uh, love Murray, and unfortunately, he is the most expensive on DraftKings, but I, I do think he's worth the investment. Yeah. If you want to pivot off of him and go with one of the other uh, top-tier quarterbacks, I'm looking at Russell Wilson, who's got Minnesota. Uh, over under here is 55 on BetUS. There's a couple really high totals this week. That's one of them. There's four games over 50 out of the 13. Uh, so we do want to get as much exposure to these games as possible. And that's one of them. Um, Seattle is only favored by two. So it could be one of the high scoring close games that we want. Minnesota struggled against the pass so far. They're number 26. And Wilson, it doesn't have quite the gaudy numbers of Kyler Murray so far, but he's thrown for almost 600 yards, six scores, no picks. He runs it a, a bit um, and he's cheaper than Murray. So uh, he's another guy you can look at. Yeah, I definitely think Wilson's in a great matchup going against the Vikings. I mean, they've really been exploited last week. You know, Kyler Murray had like 400 yards passing against them. So I think it's a really good matchup for Russell Wilson and his receivers too. So, All right. If we, if we go a little bit cheaper here, do you have a suggestion? 
Yeah, if we want to pay down, we can go. We can look at Daniel Jones, um, the New York Giants. He's facing against the Atlanta Falcons. Allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this season, 29.05 uh, fantasy points allowed. And he's projected to score the, the seventh most um, by pro football focus, the seventh most fantasy points this week. And he's priced lower than 12 other quarterbacks on DraftKings. So you're getting a really good value there for the price. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Atlanta off to a rough start. And Daniel Jones, he'll he'll run it himself. We saw that against Washington. Yeah. So uh, that that helps a lot. Uh, all right. Matthew Stafford here is my uh, value pick at quarterback. Not ultra <laughs> ultra cheap, but only 6400 on DraftKings. So you save almost 2000 off of Murray. Mm. And quick history lesson here. Last year, the Rams in Tampa matched up 27-24. And McVay and company said to Goff, we're going to put the ball in your hands. We're not going to run against this stout uh, front of Tampa. What we're going to do is we're going to kill them with the short passes. And yeah. so that's what they did. Goff threw it 51 times, put up 376 yards passing, three scores, and they win with that formula. And I don't see any reason for that to change. I think they go right back to it. Uh, I mean, Stafford is a step up from Goff uh, anyway. Um, and you just don't don't want to run against this front. So I think they're going to go to the air often. And this is the other high total here, 55 and a half. Mm. Also one point spread. So perfect <clears throat> game scenario. Uh, and I'll get Stafford out there. We saw what Dak did back in week one, throwing for over 400 against Tampa. And they're, they've got some injuries in the secondary. Yeah. So Stafford is, is a, a key play for me here this week. Yeah. Yeah, I like Matthew Stafford. He's had a really good... First two games, and I expect it to continue. Um, like you said, Tampa's really banged up in their secondary right now, so should be able to have a, another big game. Excellent. We'll add a, a, a value player or two for our members uh, when our, we give out the coach's clipboard on DraftKings. We give options, uh, different combinations to put together for a stack, a mm -hmm. uh, team stack or a game stack. Uh, so we'll leave it there for the show here. And let's transition to running backs. Josh, um, are you looking to pay up this week? Yeah, a little bit. Um, obviously, he's questionable, so we got to keep an eye on this. But I'm looking at Dalvin Cook. He's 8,400 on DraftKings uh, going up against Seattle, who's allowed the most fantasy points um, to halfbacks this season. Obviously, with what Derrick Henry did last week, um, a lot of people are going to be looking at that. So I think that he's going to be, if he does play, I think he's going to be one of the highest scoring halfbacks on the slate. And with this questionable tag, we could get a little bit lower ownership than, you know, normally would. So I'm going to go with Dalvin cook for my first halfback. Excellent. I, I got I'm chuckling here with your use of the word halfback. I like it. My mom was actually talking to me about football today and asking if people still use the word halfback. And yeah. I thought of you, um, you know, we also call it the running back, the tailback, but I like the old school halfback call and cook is like an old school, you know, bell cow. Uh, yeah. feed it to that guy all day long. And here's the thing. That's an injury news I'm going to be looking at very closely. If he's out, I'm all over Alexander Madison at 6,000. Yeah. You know, I know he disappointed a little bit last year when he got the the starting nod, but I love his talent. And you get you got the same matchup, the same role, not as as talented, but he's got he's got what it takes, I think. Uh so mm -hmm. I'll have him plugged in if if Cook is out. Uh I'm looking a little cheaper here if Cook plays. Um, looking at Eckler as a possible mm. upper-tier play here. 
Chargers in that uh, the other really high total game against Kansas City. And the the way to beat Kansas City is on the ground. You know, we yeah. saw Baltimore do that uh, largely with Lamar Jackson. And Eckler is not the bell cow halfback like Cook, who's going to get 25 carries. But he did get 18 touches last week, nine carries, mm-hmm. nine receptions. Uh, and I think that's, uh, you know, this is a perfect week for him. Speaking of which, Omaha Joe Stanton's going to be at this game. Yeah. So he's going to be our good luck charm. I know he's going to be rooting on Eckler. He likes that play. Uh, so he'll probably be in a fair amount of my lineups. Yeah, I definitely like Eckler. He was my my second pick um, for halfback, for running back, halfback, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Who's next? So next for me is going to be uh, Tyson Williams uh, from the Baltimore Ravens. He's 5,800 on DraftKings. Detroit's allowed the second most fantasy points to halfbacks this season. And I think after seeing what Aaron Jones did on Monday night, they're going to have an idea that they can probably duplicate some of that success um, against the Lions, uh, who, who really are pretty banged up. Um, and and they're going to struggle against the run all year. I think they did in week one against San Francisco, too. So i go with Tyson Williams for my, my value half uh, running back. Excellent matchup there. Uh Next guy I want to mention is Saquon Barkley, 6,500. Um, he's got Atlanta. So, you know, th- this is one of those uh, issues we run into in DFS where you you like the matchup. And so you mentioned Daniel Jones. So we have some interest in the passing game. I'm mentioning Barkley. Um, we'll see how it plays out. But Atlanta has struggled against the run so far. And the big thing with Barkley is I've been waiting for him. And now it's third weekend and he's got 10 days of rest. And this is something I follow throughout the season. They had the Thursday game. Uh, You know, he didn't get, he got more touches and more snaps than I thought he would. You know, he didn't have as many touches as you want from Saquon Barkley. But this, I think the trend continues. I think he gets a bunch more touches after the 10 days of rest. Great matchup. And if people shy away from him a little bit because he hasn't had the smash game yet, you know, then we get a little bit of an edge there. So, what do you think that what do you think there about Barkley? Are you willing to fire him up here in week three? Yeah, yeah, I do like Saquon Barkley. He's got a good matchup against Atlanta and um he's just due. I mean, it's been everybody's kind of been waiting for that breakout game to happen, and I think it's a very good chance it happens this week at home. So Okay. Well, I've got to, I want to ask you before we go to the pass catchers here, I want to ask you about one more running back situation. Uh one of the potential value plays is Naheem Hines. And I think I might need you to talk me off the ledge here because just one of these history lessons, you go back and just can't forget what when Indianapolis played Tennessee mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Hines had that huge game. Uh, he had 12 carries for 70 yards and a score, caught five more for 45 and a score. And it was a big surprise because Jonathan Taylor was active that week. And uh, it was clear right from the beginning that the game plan was for Hines. Mm-hmm. So this year, you know, I'm tempted to go back there. Hines had a strong week one, but he didn't get many touches last week. And Marlon Mack was back in the picture. So now we have all three running backs out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on that. You know, and the thing about the indie offense, another thing that uh, picked up from watching them play Seattle was this is a team that I do think really funnels through the running backs. Yeah. Um, you know, Wentz is not a downfield threat. 
Um, they give these guys a lot of carries, a lot of dump offs. And so you don't really want to invest in backfields with three guys who are legit to get a bunch of touches. Mm -hmm. So this is why I'm sort of waffling on it. But what, what are your thoughts about investing in anyone in this backfield? Do you think it's a possibility or is it too crowded? No, I think you bring up a good point um, about what they did with Naheem Hines last year in the playoffs. Uh, he was really featured. And I think when you have your backup quarterback in there, um, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a situation where you've got to rely on a, a short passing game. And, and that would definitely favor Naheem Hines. So I think that's a good option and, and very, very low owned, I think, this week. So, yeah, GPP only for sure if you, yeah. if you go that route and, and really a DraftKings special with the PPR format. All right, Josh, let's go to some of these pass catchers and see if we can connect with some of our quarterbacks. Uh, who do you want to start here with on the high end? <clears throat> so for the high end, I'm going to look at Tyler Lockett, um, 7,400 on DraftKings. He's been Wilson's favorite target uh, with 16 targets the first two weeks. He scored 29 and 34.8 fantasy points. And now he gets to face the Vikings defense. That's allowed the third most fantasy points to ride receivers. So I think that Tyler Lockett um, will continue to be featured uh, by Wilson pretty much all year. So um, definitely do think that Metcalf is going to have that breakout game soon, um, but maybe one more week they feature Lockett a little bit more, I think. Yeah, this is a this is a tough one. Um, we hit it last year with Lockett in his huge game against Arizona, and I'll admit I was surprised that he's gone back-to-back -back yeah. with big weeks. I thought Metcalf would get uh, – get in the end zone more, especially in week two. He did get 11 targets, but six catches, no touchdowns. Uh, so, you know, I'm leaning a little bit more towards Metcalf. I just don't see it going three weeks in a row where mm -hmm. Lockett gets, you know, way more fantasy production. Sometimes it's just the way that the the ball bounces. Yeah. You know, one of those long passes to Lockett, the defense just, you know, fell away two guys and nobody touched him and he scampered in. So, you know, those things happen. <clears throat> he's getting the targets. He's getting some deep targets. Um, but, you know, the one thing I do like about investing in these wide receivers is that there's really only two. Right. Uh, not like this Arizona group of four or more. Uh, and if you play two or three lineups, you can always play one with Lockett, one with Metcalf. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, these these those two guys are going to be very important this week on this slate. Uh, I'm going to mention a cheaper guy to go with your Daniel Jones call. Uh, Sterling Shepard is only 5,900 mm, yeah. on DraftKings. Love his usage: nine and ten targets so far, seven and nine receptions. PFF really likes the matchup against Isaiah Oliver in the slot. Uh, 47 and a half is, you know, a decent total. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Shepard's really uh, thriving in the slot so far this year, 73% uh, of his snaps there. So Shepard is a way to, uh, you know, on DraftKings, uh, save a little bit of money and hopefully get another one of those uh, seven, eight catch games. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like that play. Strong yeah. Shepard. Yep. All right. Give me somebody else to fill out this roster. Yeah, so I've got uh, Marquise Brown. He's 5,600 on DraftKings. He's been Lamar Jackson's favorite target this year, um, going up against a Lions secondary that's just riddled with injuries. They lost Jeff Okuda for the year, and Pro Football Focus has ranked this as the second-best matchup for the main slate on Sunday that he has. So um, 
a lot of question marks with the Detroit secondary. And uh, I think that he could definitely find one or two deep balls for sure on Sunday. As long as he does play, he is questionable. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. But he was questionable last week, and, and he ended up having a big game with six catches for 113 yards and a touchdown on 10 targets. So definitely going to, um, if he does play, going to play Marquise Brown. Very explosive player in a great matchup, like you said. Yeah. Quick side note, thank you to our new partners at Pro Football Focus. We're really loving that. Yeah. Uh, taking advantage of all the data and tools that they have to offer and trying to help our members put winning, winning lineups together with that. We also have our analytics master, John Wehausen, on our team, uh, helping provide information to the members. And he's going to jump in a meeting with me tomorrow morning that we'll have for any of our members who want to join a couple hours before kickoff. Uh, 11 a.m. to talk strategy, talk lineup builds. Uh, so we invite all of you who are listening to jump in with us. If you haven't joined yet our, mm -hmm. our Discord, you can join as a member at dfscoachtalk.com and sign up for whichever length of membership you'd like. And then we'll get you into our Discord here before the main slate. So you get all of our lineups. We give uh, full lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo, cash lineups, GPP lineups. We've got the coach's clipboard on DraftKings. Uh, so we'd love to have you. We're ready to smash here in week three. Uh, DFSCoachDoc.com to sign up there. All right. Another wide receiver option here for me, Josh, is Robert Woods. Mm -hmm. And I talked about that matchup against Tampa with Stafford. And last year, uh, Woods went for 12 and 130 uh, in this matchup. Uh, Tampa's secondary a little bit banged up like we talked about. Yeah, 44% uh, of Woods' routes in the slot, so we should see some Ross Cockrell. Uh, 5,700, uh, another you know nice price range on DraftKings for a guy that can get 10 catches or more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely like Robert Woods, especially after um, what happened last week with Cooper Cup. A lot of people are going to be taking their attention and putting it over towards him. So Woods could go a lot lower on than he probably should for the matchup this week. So, okay. Uh, one more I want to run by you is the, the Arizona group. So let's say Hopkins is out. Then I'm much more interested in one of these pass catchers, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, AJ green. Um, but really a different, uh, skill set from these guys you know kirk is a little bit touchdown dependent uh, he did get two in the first week aj green um trying to have one more go at it here yeah he got in the end zone last week and then rondale moore speedster uh rookie mm -hmm. caught seven balls last week and they're all within a thousand dollars of each other on DraftKings. um willing to go with any of those guys yeah, it would probably be Rondale Moore for me. He's just he's been he's been very explosive, and I think he has the biggest upside um, of any of those options. So that would be my choice. Okay, excellent. All right, let's go to tight end. Um, let's see who we can pair up here. Um, you know, again, this you don't have to pair up uh, your tight end with your quarterback. Sometimes I'll go with two different tight ends. Mm -hmm. I don't think I will probably go that route this week. I uh, don't like quite as many of these matchups, but you know, and then some of the some of the key guys are ultra expensive, right? Um, but so so let's assume that we're trying to save a little bit of money here this week. Who are you targeting at the tight end position? 
I've actually got two options that are pretty decent priced. The first option would be TJ Hawkinson. Um, he's been obviously the, the Lions' primary passing option. First two weeks, he's seen 11 and nine targets uh, with eight receptions and a touchdown in both games. And this week, he gets to face a Ravens defense that's allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends this year. So TJ Hawkinson should be um, pretty much every week a guy that you can count on for getting at least, you know, a couple – three or four red zone targets. So good option for a touchdown every week. Yeah, I love that play. I mean, Baltimore has been crushed by the tight end, and it has been Waller and Kelsey, yeah. two of the best in the NFL. But Hawkinson is not far behind them, and he's, really he's Goff's favorite target. I mean, you know, with all the injuries to the wideouts, it's, yeah. it's Hawkinson time all season. So I, I, you know, you get him at a much cheaper price than those other top tight ends uh, in a good matchup. I say, go for it as well. He's my favorite play along with you. Um, let's explore <coughs> a couple other options though. If we want to uh, save some money or maybe put two tight end, two tight ends out there. Mm -hmm. uh, Jared cook is an option for me. Uh, you know, I like how he's dominated targets so far and in a game again, with a total of 54 and a half, uh, with the Chargers being the underdogs here, you figure they're going to have to throw some. I, I mean, I talked about Eckler and how much I think he'll get involved, mm -hmm. but obviously they're going to throw it a bunch as well. And Cook uh, off to a pretty good start. He's only 3,900 on DraftKings, uh, 13 targets in the first two weeks. Uh, so I like the spot that he's in. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, I like the spot that Higby's in as well. So yeah. 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 Cook and Higby. I like them both. Yeah. Yep, Cook and Higby. And then for my second pick, I'm looking at, uh, for tight end, I'm looking at Kyle Pitts. Um, he's seen 14 targets in his first two games this year. He's averaging right around 10 fantasy points a game, and that's without finding the end zone. So I think that's going to happen this week um, against a Giants defense that's allowed the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends this year. So I think he's going to have a good option to get in the end zone this week. So that would be a yeah, popular play. Fight. A lot of people looking for that first touchdown. Um one more uh, cheap option here. Max Williams on DraftKings, 3,200. Didn't do much in the first week, uh, but seven targets last week against Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Caught all seven for 94. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville last week gave up eight catches to the Denver tight ends, including a touchdown. Um, again, another high-scoring game. And here's one of those lower-owned combos. If you go with Kyler Murray to get Max Williams out there, Instead of those one of those wide receivers, I think that'll be a much lower owned stack, um, and you know, just not a tight end that's very popular with the options we've talked about, and then all the more expensive players as well. Yeah, I like that. That's a really good value play there. So I watched that game myself too, and he was he was definitely making some plays um, for Murray. So I think he could have a good game for what thirty five hundred. You said thirty yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, dirt cheap. Love it. All right, before we hit our team defenses, uh, just want to invite folks to say hello on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, follow us there, and you'll see some giveaways occasionally and some fun tweets from the crew. And uh, on YouTube, if you don't mind, do hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel so you know when these podcasts post. We'll have a primetime show coming out later tonight as well to get you ready for those showdown slates Sunday night and Monday night. But let's finish strong here with some defense. How are we going to stop people, Josh? 
So for me, I'm going to be looking, first of all, I'm going to be looking at New England's defense. Um, they've allowed the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season and are currently tied for the second best scoring defense in the league. They're going to go against Jameis Winston, who's thrown for less than 130 yards passing per game this season. And, you know, he had a really rough game last week at Carolina with a pass rating of 26.9. And uh, you know how Belichick always does it. He'll come out and try and take away the team's best weapon. So He's going to come out and try and take out Alvin Kamara and then force Winston to beat him, which is not going to end well, I don't think, for for uh, Jameis. So yeah. um, should end in, in, end up in a lot of turnovers is the way I'm yeah. seeing it. So. Unfortunately, Winston is a little fond of the turnover, and so is Bill mm-hmm. Belichick, so that's a good matchup. Yeah. Good combo. Um, without Joe here on the show, i got to stand up for his Broncos. I know he'd be hyping them up. Undefeated, two and zero, getting the Jets ten yep. and a half point favorites with an with a total of only forty one and a half, so a very low implied total for the Jets. You know they are the most expensive, so it's a, a bit chalky. But you know, I'm willing to pay forty three hundred for them. Look at the skill position players that the Jets are going to roll out there with Tevin Coleman out. You're looking at Ty Johnson and Michael Carter mm. running the ball. The wide receiver group looks to be Keelan Cole, Braxton Berrios, and Jeff Smith. Yikes. Uh, with huh. a rookie quarterback, it's just not really an ideal formula for yeah. uh, moving the ball and, and and punching it in. So I like the Broncos here. Yeah, sounds like Joe should be in for another big win. That's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yes, it does. So. All right, you got one more for us? Yeah, I like Arizona. Um, 3,000 on DraftKings going up against Jacksonville. Um, they're 29th in scoring this year with 17 points a game. Pro Football Focus has Arizona projected as the fifth highest scoring defense this week, um, which is $1,100 less than than uh, New England, uh, my other top play. So if you're looking for some value, that would definitely be an option. And uh, Trevor Lawrence has thrown five interceptions already this year, and he's going to now be facing the, the league's best pass rusher in Chandler Jones. So I'm sure they're going to be getting after him early and often, and it's probably going to lead to another you know two or three interception day by by Lawrence. So. Yeah, great call there. Uh, Arizona with Jones there. They've got seven sacks already. Great start. Uh, tough to argue with that with that pick. So I'm going to leave it there uh, with that nice value pick at 3,000. Um, so that uh, that wraps up the position yeah. tour here uh, down the roster. And we hope that helped everybody get ready on DraftKings. Uh, Josh, any final thoughts here on the week three main slate? I think it's going to be another, uh, like I said earlier, another big fantasy producing day. Um, I I hope that Dalvin Cook does play. And and I think that we've got some good value if he doesn't play um, to kind of build our lineup around. And we have some good value plays for our members that we'll, you know, hang on to on Sunday. So, yeah, absolutely. And again, jump in with us if you want to take advantage of those value plays and full lineups, dfscoachtalk.com. We'd love to have you. And if you join, you're going to get access to all of our sports for however long you're with us. So you get our full baseball lineups every day, uh, golf lineups, basketball when that starts, NBA preseason right around the corner. So jump in with us, join the family. We'd love to have you. And uh, uh, good luck to you on week three. So that will do it for this show. Uh, On behalf of Crash Davis and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hanson. Thank you for joining us. And we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.